Hello everyone, welcome to a special bonus episode of Friends Missing Friends, where I'll share with you some cut material, or deleted scenes if you will, from today's interview. I hope you enjoy. Have you ever seen, and I'm going to do my best to describe this with just my words, but have you ever seen the, it's like a drawing of a rectangle and in then it, it represents your life. And when trauma or grief, when something like enters your life and creates a, a wild negative disruption, mm-hmm. it's like a gigantic like ball being in, like taking up almost the entire rectangle and your life, you're living, you're mm-hmm. constantly moving. Like you're the little moving itty bitty dot going around the internal part of the rectangle but there is this huge bubble of grief and you keep hitting it you can't help but keep bumping into it because it's it's encompassing it's all encompassing and it hurts so badly every single time and over time that gigantic bubble of grief it does get smaller and your life the longer you live gets wider so the rectangle is getting a little bit bigger and the grief is getting a little bit smaller. And so more time can go by where your little dot is floating through the internal part of your rectangle and it's not hitting the grief bubble. You can go, you know, days, weeks, all of a sudden months, maybe even a year, but that grief bubble has not, it hasn't disappeared. It's just gotten smaller. So there will come a time when you bump right up against it again. And Mm -hmm. it hurts just like it did the very first day. And it is a fresh wave of like, you have to grip the table before you fall down kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it can be confusing because you think, wait a minute, days or weeks or months, or maybe even years have gone by now since I have been hit by this like this. That's very interesting. I'm curious who came up with that um, analogy. I would be really hard pressed to explain where I, or to, to say where I first saw that it's been, a, I've used that for years. Like I've, ex- yeah, therapist. I mean, it really could have been anybody. <laughs> I think I remember my therapist using a very similar analogy. Um, it might've been where it said it was like obstructing my vision or something, but it was still like a big ball kind of. And I was kind of at that, st- I was at a certain stage in my grief where I was like, Uh uh-huh okay thanks that's helpful like eye roll like you know because it's like i don't know it's it's there's some points where like i don't know when people are like it'll get better is helpful and it's not helpful at the same time because i don't know why i think maybe because it's just so all-encompassing that you can't even like you can't even like think about the future well, right. And it, especially if you, and I'm not saying you did, but like if the collective you um, grapple with like survivor's guilt or like why her, not me, mm-hmm. or, you know, oh my God, they left behind two young children and I'm just this single gal, not quite sure where my life's going. Like, why would that be the case? Um, right. There are just all kinds of different emotions. And they're, again, they're not standard. Like grief, Grief means a thousand different things. 
I'm curious, uh, I know we talked a little bit about the book Signs by Laura Lynn Jackson. Have you experienced any signs? And you can only share if you want to. <laughs> oh, yeah. The answer is yes. I mean, I, yes, a million times over. But you know, the aforementioned songs that come on, and not even just like, well, yeah, you've been listening to the radio for 48 straight hours, you know, you're on a <laughs> Play a country not like that like those sorts of songs where you walk into like you know a boutique and over the music comes like an obscure song from the early 90s when you were in college that only you and her knew or whatever um, I have experienced all kinds of signs left and right over and over since, since from her and from other friends as well I have mm -hmm. signs and symbols um, that represent different friends for me and they show up all the time. The night after Katie died, I was in my apartment in Boulder, Colorado, and I was having kind of one of those um, screaming sessions that you were alluding to earlier. Mm -hmm. I mean, my roommate wasn't home. I don't know what the neighbors thought, if anything at all. Like I mm -hmm. was just sobbing. And I had the very, very, like very distinct feeling. And now let me preface this as well. Let me back up just a, a little bit to say that Katie and I would often talk about how we were convinced we had known each other in a different life. And we would try to figure out how we'd been connected in the past life. And we would have conversations about when we die, whoever dies first, let's come up with a way like come to my graveside and have a drink. And if you hear a bird call, like we used to come up, like we've had these conversations, but now I have not been, <laughs> I haven't tested the fear. I haven't gone to her graveside with a drink and listened for a bird, but we were very connected on the topic, put it that mm -hmm. way. Like it was a, a favorite of ours to kind of just what does come next? And, you know, what is the afterlife like? And so on and so forth. So back to my, that night in my apartment in Boulder, Colorado, I'm home alone. I'm in my bedroom. I'm crying, 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 crying. I put my hand on the door to go, to leave my room, to go down the hall to the bathroom. And I, it's like, I couldn't turn it. Not like it was locked. Like my body froze. And Hannah, like with God as my witness, I stood there thinking to myself, she's on the other side of this door. And I said out loud, Katie, I can't handle seeing you right now. Like if I open this door and I see you, I'm going to like flip out. But I felt her, like I felt the door handle, like I said, had like a heaviness to it. My arm felt like a heaviness to it. Wow. And I stood there and had to speak to her out loud. And I opened the door and of course, you know, she wasn't there, but she was there. I also heard her speaking in my ear at her funeral. Really? I did. I was uh, wow. standing there and I would, like I have expressed already, I'm an effusive crier and sometimes it just takes over and I have trouble turning it off. Katie and I were like little hippie girls together. And I wore like a patchwork, bright, colorful dress to her service. Mm -hmm. Her parents didn't know I was coming until I arrived and her mother wept with joy. She was like, I didn't know how to get in touch with you. I wasn't sure if you were going to hear. 
And I got there and I was in the pew at the service and Katie was a free spirit and Katie Katie was a little bit badass and Mm -hmm. Katie, you know, was raised in a church, but didn't necessarily subscribe. I would feel like the tears, the kind of tears that start in your gut and like work their way up your throat and like your body's kind of starting to come over. I'd feel those coming and I would hear her in my ear going, what is that going to change? And it's, it would stop me. And when I get crying like that, I, I'm like snot running down my face, like people looking over kind of embarrassed for me. Like that is definite, like it wasn't something I was wanting to have happen in at her funeral. And I don't have an on button or an off button for it usually, but her, it was, it wasn't even just like, a critical gremlin voice being like, don't embarrass yourself. Right. It wasn't like my mother or anything <laughs> being like, it was Katie's voice. And it was right over my right ear saying, honey, what is that going to change? Just breathe. Wow. And I was able to kind of keep it together. Yeah. I'm a big believer in signs. Thanks for listening. Friends Missing Friends is produced by me, Hannah Rumsey. Sound engineering is by co-producer Eric Siegling. Original music is also by Eric, featuring The Lost Wayne. Artwork is by Heidi James. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Together, we can cherish and remember the friends we miss. See you next time.